Seriously, I'm not sure what's worse. The fact that J.J. Reddick actually thinks it's the media's job to educate you and me on how basketball actually works or the fact that the Los Angeles Lakers, at least according to Sportico, are valued at $1 billion less than the Golden State Warriors. You're listening to the House of Takes NBA show with Dave Daba, the only NBA show in North America that believes the Rudy Gobert trade worked out for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Presented by Stealth.LTD. Welcome back to the House of Takes NBA show. On today's show, we are going to discuss why J.J. Redick just has so much hatred in his heart. We're also going to talk about Allen Iverson and the fact that he actually told Shaquille O'Neal on a podcast a little earlier in the day that he could indeed average 43 points a game in today's National Basketball Association. I have some thoughts for you on Sportico's report, which has the Golden State Warriors valued at $8.3 billion in a market that has less than $5 million versus the Los Angeles Lakers, who are valued at $7.3 billion in the Los Angeles metropolitan area, which most likely has over 20 million people strolling around at any given time. And then finally today, some quick thoughts for you on all of the silliness, absolute stupidity related to Kevin Durant's lack of or leadership that he actually performs on and or off a National Basketball Association. We've got all of that. And as always, trust me, a whole lot more on today's House of Takes NBA show. As always, North America, I am Dave DeBog coming to you live and on tape from the heart of the Silicon Valley. Okay. Um, to our first topic of the day, and this has to be the hatred that J.J. Reddick seems to have for quite a lot of people. Now, specifically, we're going to discuss why J.J. Reddick actually thinks it's the media's job, not the player's job, to actually educate people on how the NBA actually works. Now, I want to start this off by saying that one of the reasons NBA on TNT has been so successful over the years has, of course, been Charles Barkley. Now, it's not just Charles Barkley. It's also the format of the Inside the NBA show. It's a show that uh, certainly will take a moment and tell you why certain things happen for certain reasons. Yes, I could sit here and explain to you all of the intricacies of a National Basketball Association game as well. But what TNT knows and what Charles Barkley knows is people are not necessarily interested in that. They're more interested in opinions. They're more interested in what Chuck actually thinks about a specific player 
and how that specific player performs on and or off the court. It has less to do about the X's and O's, which is why uh, that TNT inside the NBA show, which does provide you a mix of X's and O's, has been so successful over the years. Chuck does a fantastic job just simply being Chuck. I mean, anybody that goes out and is in the media um, and is speaking to the media or does a podcast, quite frankly, the advice I'd give anybody is, you know, simply just be who you are. If you're like me and you occasionally want to try to make a joke that may or may not hit, I say, go for it. If you're like Chuck, who can basically get away with saying just about anything on television, I say, go for it. If you're J.J. Redick and you're going on television and you're telling people that you're not going to shout and then you turn around and shout the next minute, you lose some credibility, J.J. When you're J.J. Redick and you constantly seem to have a frown on your face as if you're not happy to be on whatever particular show you're actually on, I begin to think that maybe J.J. Redick is actually taking the job of analyzing the NBA, which is, once again, a game, J.J., maybe a little bit too seriously. I'm just saying, sometimes when you watch J.J. Redick on first take, or you hear him on a uh, NBA broadcast, and it, and I have nothing against JJ, but sometimes when you hear him, you think that you're actually watching a debate show on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC. It is a really an interesting um, thing that JJ Redick is actually bringing to television. It is a, a lot of, if you will hatred towards the sport that he's actually covering, which is something I haven't really seen uh, a lot of people pull off successfully. Now, more power to you, J.J. Redick. You're getting some big contracts to do these particular jobs, and people's opinions certainly should be heard by those that want to actually hear their opinions. But... In this particular case, uh, to actually put out a blanket statement that says it's the media's job to educate the fans on what happens in a National Basketball Association game is blatantly wrong. It's actually the media's job to actually report on how the game went, who scored what, and to some degree, why one team won over the other. It is not the media's job to break down the X's and O's. Now, some players, uh, unlike Giannis, who apparently doesn't watch film, some players actually enjoy talking about the X's and O's and will go on other podcasts and talk about it, which is interesting. But there is no blanket statement when it comes to who should be educating who when it comes to watching a National Basketball Association game because it's a game, JJ. All right. Uh, so that's one topic down on today's show. Um, okay. So next up, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play for you the Allen Iverson Shaquille O'Neal clip. Uh, let's go ahead and play that next. You played in an era where we were allowed to touch people up. 
hand checking up the court. Somebody asked me this the other day, so I'm going to ask you. What would you average in the game today? If you went for it. That's ain't that too my home. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, if 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 I if 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 I averaged thirty, I lost the scoring title to Kobe the year he averaged thirty five. I averaged thirty three, man. And I'm just thinking like if if I was to play in this area where it's wide open, if I can average thirty three in a season, I'm gonna just take it up to forty three. It's absolutely fantastic. You know, Allen Iverson AI was AI before AI actually existed. Uh, look, uh, AI can't actually dribble a basketball, can it? AI, uh, while it might be able to put a basketball in a picture of ancient Greece, it can't actually dribble a basketball. It can't actually shoot a hoop, at least without some robotics involved so the original ai which is of course alan iverson uh saying on a podcast when asked a question by shaquille o'neal how many points do you think that you could average in a season uh at least per game noting that his uh, highest point was around 33 points a game in a previous year uh, adding 10 points to that number in the wide open world that we live in, at least in the National Basketball Association, which, remember, has changed pretty dramatically in the 80s and 90s and even into the early 2000s. The style of basketball um, that was that was played back in the 80s and 90s was far more physical than the style of basketball that's played today. The Steph Curry revolution of it all, which is a big reason that the Golden State Warriors are actually valued at $8.3 billion, which just feels like an absolutely ridiculous number. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, for Allen Iverson to actually think out loud during a podcast and come back out and say, yeah, you know, I think I could score 43 points in a game is is not in any way surprising. Now, do I think there is going to be a player in the National Basketball Association in this wide-open world that we live in, in this three-point era that Steph Curry has led everybody into, where we're going to end up someday with a player that actually averages over 40 points a game? Now, do I think Allen Iverson could have done it for an entire season? I'm not so sure about that. But do I think he could have averaged more than 33 points if he was playing in today's NBA? And the answer is yes. I, I could see him um, averaging, you know, maybe five, maybe six more points a game. And maybe Allen Iverson would come close to that 40 number. So I do think that there's some young basketball players right now actually on a outside court not playing in a arena or gymnasium but actually playing outside and actually uh working on their game in the environments that someday could be in the National Basketball Association and could score over 40 points a game. I think it's entirely possible, especially with the lack of defense 
uh, that we've seen. You know, teams that even play good defense still are not putting up anything remotely close to what a historical good defense would have put up in the 80s and 90s in the National Basketball Association. All right. Uh, hey, so um, if you are uh, listening to the House of Takes NBA show, this is actually our very first uh, House of Takes NBA show. Um, so uh, if you're following us on the YouTube channel, we've got uh, almost 1,200 subscribers there. Please go ahead and subscribe and, of course, like the video. Um, if you're listening to this wherever podcasts can be found, it is a brand new podcast. So please um, uh, tell your friends about it. Moving on to the valuations put out by Sportico um, uh, a couple days ago now. Now, <laughs> the Warriors uh, came in at a uh, valuation of $8.3 billion. They came in second behind the Dallas Cowboys. Look, regardless of who puts out this style report, the Dallas Cowboys are always number one in the valuation of sports franchises in North America. They have the Cowboys at, I, I believe, like $9.2 billion. Now, I want to point out that um, just under two years ago, a similar publication to Sportigo put out a similar report. And at the time, they had both the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers basically valued at about the same $5.6 to $5.7 billion. We are... 24 months out since that report came out. So I um, have spent my uh, career in the Silicon Valley. And I can tell you that the wackiness of valuations is something that I've become very accustomed to. It is not so terribly surprising to me that there would be some sort of major leap in a sports franchise's value valuation. I mean, for God's sakes, the Los Angeles Clippers sold to Steve Ballmer for $3 billion. The Clippers sold to Steve Ballmer some 10 plus years ago for $3 billion. Earlier this year, or last year, or actually towards the end of last year, actually midway through last year, the Washington Commanders uh, officially were purchased for $6 billion. So if I think about this, do I think that a franchise which had been completely destroyed by a particular owner and one Daniel Schneider is valued six $3 billion less than the Dallas Cowboys are, then you start to wrap your head around how these valuations actually get created. Now, in terms of the NBA, it's different than the National Football League to some degree, uh, which is to say that regardless of where your franchise is from city to city, uh, there's so much uh, equity between teams in the National Basketball Association that it ultimately is really just about getting a piece of the NBA by owning a franchise basically anywhere in North America. You can be success successful. Now, um, put 
some of the uh, now take a look at some of the major markets, the New York Knicks, who are also valued at about seven point three billion dollars and the Los Angeles Lakers were also valued at about seven point three billion dollars. How is it that the Golden State Warriors are valued $1 billion above both of those markets, which, of course, as we all know, are the two largest markets in North America. Um, and it is just absolutely fascinating to me that the Warriors would somehow be valued at a higher number. Now, do I think that the Golden State Warriors marketing machine now I'm talking about what they do locally does a better job than the uh, local Los Angeles Laker marketing machine. And I'll call it a wash. Do I think that the New York Knicks uh, marketing machine does as well as the Golden State Warriors marketing machine? I mean, look, it is blue skies and orange skies in New York at Madison Square Garden. Despite all the losing over the years, that franchise is still highly valued and highly respected, at least highly sought after tickets by the sports fans, including Whoopi Goldberg. And why wasn't there Eddie ever an Eddie too? <laughs> I had to ask the question. So um, when you think about um, these valuations, they certainly feel a little bit outrageous to have the Golden State Warriors valued as high as they are against the Los Angeles Lakers. The, the, there's four to five million people in the San Francisco Bay Area. There are 18.5 uh, legitimate uh, million people in the Los Angeles surrounding areas and millions more who are probably not there in the most legal of ways who are not Los Angeles Clipper fans. They're actually Los Angeles Laker fans. The reality is, is the Lakers, as well as the New York Knicks, have much larger um, fan bases installed around the country. But what both of those teams don't have is a player like Steph Curry that has actually led their team to multiple NBA titles in the past 10 years. And that's why if the Warriors were actually going to go and sell their franchise, they are basically at a peak now. They're at the point where if they were ever going to really find a reason or want to unload the franchise, this would be the time to do it. Because as the dynasty begins to wear down, the valuations of the team will also follow unless they're somehow able um, to replace the greatness of the Steph Curry dynasty era with a new set of dynasty players. All right. Um, so just some uh, quick thoughts on that right there for you. And finally, um, uh, today on the uh, House It Takes NBA show. <clears throat> I thought I would um, spend just a minute here. Uh, I, I just want to spend a minute on this, which is to say, and we'll spend more time on this in the coming weeks, but it's to say that um, this whole talk 
um, revolving around KD and his leadership or lack of leadership ability with a particular team on a team or not on a team is by far one of the most ridiculous uh, topics in, in the world of sports today. Now, I know Charles Barkley brought this up, and uh, he brought it up years ago, and he talked about how uh, Kevin Durant is a follower, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've known a lot of great followers in my life. I've even known some followers who were actually CEOs of highly successful corporations. Being a follower doesn't mean you're a bad leader, Charles Barkley. So I think um, leadership is far more complex than the arguments that anybody that I've heard in the sports media has been trying to make, either coming to Katie's defense or arguing against it. Leadership, my friends, is a highly complicated thing. And to say that Kevin Durant isn't a good leader or a bad leader without actually really spending some time with KD, uh, actually spending time with KD and other players, spending time with KD in the Silicon Valley, because KD's got a bunch of investments, spending time with KD and his team over a boardroom, spending time with KD, um, not just on television, but actually really spending time with KD uh, as he goes through his day-to-day lives for a considerable period of time. I'm talking about maybe a month or two. Only then would you be able to uh, really pinpoint whether or not you thought he was a good leader or a bad leader. Remember, leaders come in all different shapes and sizes, and that has a lot to do with how they actually hold themselves and how they actually respond and work with other people. All right, uh, that is it uh, for our inaugural episode. Sorry, I got preachy then. Our inaugural episode of the House of Takes NBA show. Um, Trying to do this daily for the rest of the NBA season. So make sure you tune in. Um, And of course, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, our primary House of Takes YouTube channel, uh, please subscribe and of course, like this video. For the House of Takes NBA show, I'm Dave DeBaugh wishing you all a tremendous rest of your sports viewing day. You've been listening to the House of Takes NBA show with Dave Daba, presented by Stealth.ltd.